Today, uh, we want to uh, continue our series on uh, healed and be made whole. I do believe that God is going to uh, do new things, especially in our inner life, that he will continue to heal us. And so today, I want to uh, look at our text for today. Let's turn to Mark chapter 1, verses uh, 21 to 28. Here then the word of the Lord. Uh, they went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know you are the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus, sternly, said sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were also amazed that they were asking each other, What is this? A new teaching. And with this new authority, he, he even gives orders to impure spirits that they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray as we uh, examine this passage. Lord, as we uh, get into your word, uh, may the thoughts and meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. And Father, what is not of you, uh, maybe not remember, but what is of you, may we take it to heart and be transformed uh, by your word and by your message. And so, Lord, speak to us and uh, lead us, Lord, to be led by you and be transformed by you. So, Lord, your servant is listening. Your servant is presenting. And help us to understand. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So last week, Pastor Yvonne uh, shared with us about inner healing and how God is at work healing our inner souls from hurt because of sin. And she shared with us that Jesus heals and he's always interested in making us whole. And part of our wholeness is to be made whole in our inner life. Now today, uh, I want to talk about how the works of the devil can damage us and cause uh, brokenness in our lives. And the first thing we need to understand is when we talk about Satan or devil, uh, we need to first ask the question, does he exist or not? Uh, you know, um, in 2009, the Barna Group, a, a polling group, asked a question uh, to profess questions, uh, Christians, if they believe that evil exists or not, or can control. Most of the respondents shared uh, that they didn't believe that, that Satan can uh, possess or influence uh, lives of people. Then in 2011, Another survey was conducted among professed Christian, Christians about uh, Satan, and 53% of the people said that Satan is a symbol, not a living entity. Now, the poll reflects what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to believe that he doesn't exist. He wants us to believe that he's, he's not the one who kills or destroys. He wants to deceive us. And he, bring, he wants to bring hostility uh, towards God and toward one another. And ultimately, his work brings brokenness. And this is the reason why, if you look at the first sin in the Bible, Satan deceived Eve uh, by coming in the form of a serpent. And so we know the devil is a deceiver. And the reason why he wants us to believe that he doesn't exist is this. Think about it. If you go into spiritual warfare, the best way of winning a spiritual warfare 
is when you ex- when you know the enemy doesn't exist. That's when surprise attacks happen, and that's what Satan wants to do. And he wants you to believe incidences that have occurred that is demonic, as a figment of your uh, imagination, or maybe being abnormal. So if you read this text, or in many different passages in the Bible, where such as the garrison demoniac who was acting crazy, we could say that person has a psychological disorder and totally dismiss it as a psychological issue. But that's not always the case. Uh, sometimes demonic powers can, can take control of you and destroy you through, through uh, their actions. And this is what we call uh, the work of Satan, that he wants to destroy us. And some people would say, well, demons are not scientifically proven, therefore they don't exist. And, and this is actually the ultimate work of evil that he wants us to believe he doesn't exist. But what I know is that he does exist. There's numerous incidences uh, through experience or through things that have occurred in this world. We cannot say that it was just humans. We know that he's the one who suggested evil. I mean, if you think about what's going on in Ethiopia or in Yemen or different parts of the world where uh, there's massive killings, even Myanmar, or genocides that have occurred. Of course, humans kill a lot of people, but the one who's been suggesting it is evil. It's demonic powers who have uh, suggested atrocities in the lives of people. And there's numerous accounts of people, even from a personal point of view, who have uh, testified that the evil influences in their lives have caused them to do things. And in fact, uh, a lot of there's a lot of demonic worshiping that's going on, Satan worshipers, uh, all over the world. And their, their purpose is to exalt Satan and destroy people. And they're the ones who like to infiltrate, uh, especially Christian institutions, to corrupt it, to break it up so that we don't have to believe in God, so that we don't have to follow God. This is the objective of, of Satan. And that's what we need to know. And something we need to understand is the works of the devil. In the Bible, uh, there's a lot of reference to the works of the devil. And what we need to do is we need to know what he does. The Bible uh, describes Satan as a roaring lion who is uh, wanting to devour. And, and his goal is to devour us. He wants us to destroy us. And so uh, I want to just go over some few passages in the Bible that talks about what Satan does. Let's look at 2 Corinthians. 11.3, it says this, But I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Now, uh, Paul is writing about deception, that how Satan is a master deceiver, and he would like to deceive us. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7.5. It says, Do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time so that you may devote yourself to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So Satan tempts. He He suggests things. He wants you to do things that are evil. He wants you to destroy your life. He wants to destroy other people's lives. He tempts us to do that. And he seeds. Uh, he puts in discord in our hearts where we 
uh, are led to believe certain things. And that's what he does. He, dis- he, he tempts us to sin. But let's also look at John chapter 8, 44. He says, you belong to your father. The devil and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Notice here, Satan is a murderer and a liar. Uh, In what ways does he want to murder? He wants to kill you. He wants you to end your life. He wants you to be an instrument that kills other people. And also, since he knows he's doomed to go to hell, he wants to take you with him to death. But also, let's look at Mark 9.25. He says, when Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said. I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. So sometimes also Satan causes sicknesses. In this case, this person who was mute. Uh, We also know other incidents in the Bible, like Luke chapter 13. There was a woman who was crippled for 18 years because of this evil spirits. However, God has a plan. Even though Satan lies, even though Satan murders, even though uh, Satan is wreaking havoc in our lives to sin and tempts, God has a plan. Let's look at 1 John 3, 8. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning, the reason the Son of Man appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Notice here, Why did Jesus come to this world? The main reason is to destroy the works of the devil. And as I shared with you before, the works of the devil is to destroy us. Jesus' work is to destroy his work and give us new life, a relationship with him. And this is the reason why this evil spirit said to Jesus in verse 24 in this passage, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So these demons do recognize who Jesus is and are afraid of him. And what's really interesting is the scripture says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, that you are a temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you. And because Jesus is there, he he will protect us from the powers of evil. He did this on the cross. And so in this text, uh, the first thing we need to understand is that, that Satan knows what Jesus wants to do. He wants to destroy his works. And Jesus has the authority over evil. He has the authority to do this. And, and the reason why he has authority to do this is he is God who has authority over everything. Look at Ephesians 1.21 far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Jesus has authority. He has power, dominion over all. And with this in mind, let's look at this text. Because the devil has done his job. Jesus is coming with authority to destroy his work. So let's look at verse 21 to 22. Uh, they went to Capernaum. Now, this is the place where Jesus sat. Now, whenever Jesus goes to a new location, he always goes to a synagogue to teach. And, and often in the times of old, 
uh, synagogues did not have a set uh, rabbi who taught. It was often those who were invited to speak. And probably in this text, Jesus uh, was invited to teach uh, from the scripture. And as he was there, the people were amazed at the teaching because he taught them as the one who had authority, not as a teacher of the Lord. Now, this word, they were amazed. Uh, basically, they were awed by what uh, Jesus taught. Uh, he had this authority. Now, the difference between teachers of law and Jesus' teaching is Jesus knew what he was talking about because he was the author of what he was teaching them. He's the author of the scriptures. And, and he's God who knows everything. And he's God who reveals to hearts of people. And through his teaching, he's drawing them near to see his purpose in life, uh, that his purpose is to bring forth a relationship with him. And so they're awed by this. There's this authority in his teaching. And then verse 23 and 24, just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Uh, here's a man who is possessed by an unclean spirit. Now, when we talk about possession, uh, this word means that it has total control over you and you have submitted to its power. So here's a man who has this total uh, control under the ruling of evil. And so this spirit, because it knows the power of Jesus, cannot control itself because it's already afraid that Jesus is going to cast him out. And he, and he declares two things about Jesus, to destroy his work, to destroy the work of Satan, and that Jesus is the Holy One, that he knows that Jesus is the Holy God. He's the one who is sinless. He's the one who is God. He's human without sin, and the Spirit knows that Jesus is holy. And so what Jesus does next is verse 25. He says, be quiet, say Jesus sternly. Come out of him. Now, why does Jesus command the Spirit to be quiet? Uh, as I meditated on this verse, uh, I think it was too early to reveal to everyone who he was because people had this perception that the Messiah was a new emperor who would destroy the Roman uh, Empire and, and rule his kingdom on earth now. But Jesus' first mission on earth wasn't that. His first mission was to destroy the works of the devil and bring people into relationship with him. And then through that, people can have a relationship with God, that brokenness is broken, that Jesus is here to heal. And this is the reason why he heals and casts out evil. And so when he said, be quiet, he didn't want this evil spirit to reveal all of Jesus' plan because he knew what he was going to do. And, and also, uh, he, he wanted time until he would die on the cross and resurrect from the dead to give us eternal life so that we can overcome uh, the authority of Satan. And so he has this authority to cast out this uh, Satan. And what's interesting is he doesn't take much time. Uh, he doesn't lay hands on him. He doesn't do, you know, a long period of uh, casting out this evil. Instead, he, he just said, get out. He commends it with authority. And notice what happens to this person. Verse 26, it says, The impure spirit 
shook the man violently. So he was, you know, having convulsions, physical manifestation, and then came out of him with a shriek. And so demons often, when they're commanded to come out, often physically manifest themselves uh, by shaking, or sometimes they express themselves by different voices. Uh, but in the command of Jesus, they will come out. And the people, verse 27, what happens? The people were so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching. And with authority, he even gives orders to impure spirits, and they obey him. And so what they're saying is, this is a new thing. Why is it a new thing? Because they're used to exorcism, which took a long period uh, in the times of Jesus. Uh, what they see is Jesus with the word, having authority, instantaneously casting out this evil. So Jesus has this authority over evil, and he gives us, and he has this authority to, to stop the works of Satan. So these were the works of Satan. And Jesus, with his authority, came to this world to destroy the works of the devil. And also in this process, he also gives you and I the authority to cast out evil. If you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So Jesus gives us authority to cast out evil. We're empowered by him. <clears throat> Uh, by his authority. Look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Jesus sent out his disciples to preach. And as they went out to preach, he gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to, to heal every disease and sickness. And then let's look at Matthew chapter 10, uh, verse 7 through 8. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. And so here in this uh, text, besides just giving us authority to proclaim, he gives us authority to heal, uh, physically heal, and cast out evil. Uh, he has given us that kind of authority. And as he gave the authority to the disciples, he also gives us, as individuals uh, who are believers, that authority too. Look at Mark chapter 16. <clears throat> he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name you will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes in their hands, and they will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. Notice here, Jesus gives us the authority to proclaim the kingdom of God. He gives us the authority to heal. He gives us the authority to cast out evil. And that's our work here. We as Christians are called, and we're given the authority to, to cast out evil because evil causes tremendous amount of brokenness in people's lives. And something we need to understand this is as we do this ministry of casting out evil, uh, there's two kinds of uh, work that we do. One is delivering people <clears throat> from possession, like this person that we talked about. 
And the other one is people who are demonized. Now, there's a question. Can Christians be demonized? So first, to understand about demonization, we need to understand that Satan often cannot totally possess Christians because we accept the Christ as our Lord and Savior. But he can demonize us in certain areas that where we don't have control or he takes over because we allow him to take over in certain aspects of our lives. It could be uh, uncontrollable anger. It could be bitterness. It could be sexual promiscuity, where we allow Satan to take authority over us in those areas. And this is done because of our sinfulness, or sometimes these spirits enter us when we are weak, or they can jump into us. And what we, what we need to do is cast these spirits out. And, and so the question is, why does Jesus give us this kind of authority to cast out evil? There are many answers why he gives us this authority, but mostly he wants us to free us from the works of the devil. Because the works of the devil brings forth brokenness. He causes to sin against God. He wants us to, uh, you know, do things against God. And so uh, Jesus gave this authority to cast it out. And, and as I think about this passage, how he gave us this authority, the Bible does uh, give us some guidelines in taking steps and casting out evil. Uh, and I would like to share with you uh, my experience uh, me and my friend, where I was uh, experiencing, where I was witnessing how he was uh, working with, with this individual who wanted to be uh, delivered from evil. And so this happened many years back. Uh, this person would have uncontrollable uh, uh, lying, where he would just lie uh, without any problem. Uh, it was just he didn't want to, but he would just lie, especially to deceive his lot, deceive his lot, his wife. But also he had this uncontrollable lust where he was sleeping uh, all over with the, all sorts of people. And so the wife found out, and he he also wanted to be delivered from the spirits. And so he came to my friend, uh, who is an expert in doing this. And uh, when he came to my friend, uh, the first thing. Uh, my friend wanted uh, this person to re realize this. this. Uh, God cannot work unless you, the person who has this demonic power uh, in you or is demonized, he cannot work unless you want it out. Uh, so the first thing he asked was to question, do you want it out? And then he, he asked uh, prior to that, uh, describe what these spirits are doing. So he would describe to him that he would just lie to anyone, not just his wife, anyone about anything. It was just kind of uncontrollable. And he would hear this voice suggesting to him to lie, no matter what. And then whenever he saw a uh, woman, he would think about how to get into bed with her. It was like a natural thing. He didn't really care about uh, his wife. He knew that the effects of this create a tremendous brokenness, especially in his relations with his wife, especially in his uh, lies. Uh, he knew that uh, he hurt a lot of people through his lies. He, he, he actually 
uh, lost people's trust because of his lies. And so my friend then heard it and he asked, uh, do you want this out? And he said, yes. Then, then he said, we need to declare the authority of God. So the next step is uh, to declare the authority of God. So the first step is uh, to acknowledge that God cannot work unless we, we want it out. And so he started declaring the authority of God. And, and, and the first thing he led this person to pray about is that he declares the authority of Christ in his life because he's a Christian. So after he declared that, uh, he was made aware that demons themselves also are under the authority of God. Just as this evil spirit who said, what do you want to do with me, uh, Jesus? Have you come here to destroy us? Uh, he knows the authority of God. And even this, the demons submit to the authority of God, especially in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, in the name of Je uh, Jesus is Lord, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord, that his name has power. So when you cast out uh, the evil spirits, you need to declare his authority. So then the next step is, uh, step number three, is to uh, uh, is what we call the prayer phase, where uh, my friend was praying for this person and just asked, uh, when does this uh, kind of uncontrollable spirits act up in your life? When does this start struggling? And he says, whenever he watches pornography, uh, this uh, spirits do start acting up. Or when he's afraid of telling the truth, people, uh, the spirit of lies uh, act up where he lies to people with no problem. And so he asked uh, this person, do you want it out? And so the person said, yes, I do want it out. And so the next step is to identify those spirits. So, so my friend asked, who are you? Now, some of my experiences when uh, you know, this ministry works is sometimes people speak in different deep throat voice or manifest itself. But what was interesting is this man who was being prayed after just said, I'm, I'm the spirit of lust and spirit of lies. And these two spirits came forward. And so he asked the man again. The next step was to ask the person again, do you want it out? He said, yes. So he said, uh, you can do it. Just say, in the name of Jesus, I declare the spirit of sex and the spirit of lies to get out. And as I was witnessing this, this person just jerked a little bit, like, mm, like that, and then the spirits uh, uh, went out of him. Uh, so then, 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 then he asked this person, uh, what happened to you? He says, I just felt something that just was in there. And when I declared the name of Jesus, he just, it just, I felt like freeing. I felt very lightheaded. And this is sometimes how God works. When God is in the process, when Jesus says, deliver people from evil spirits, uh, we need to exercise his authority. We need to come before him and identify those spirits. We need to tell those people, or people who want to be delivered from evil spirits to say, I want it out. And when God has that kind of uh, uh, you know, cooperation, he'll work it to cast it out. And, and some people do have what we call manifestation. But also during my, my ministry uh, for many years doing deliverance ministry, there's sometimes just a gentle work of the spirit where the spirit just casts out. 
uh, certain uh, evil, uh, where God casts out certain evil spirits. And so it's just different how God works. But one thing I just encourage us when we take the steps of deliverance, uh, you don't need to take too long. Sometimes demons, you know, take a long time manifesting in lives of people, partly to cause distraction. But just be laser focused and, and just pray uh, for deliverance. And that's how God works. Now, after a person is delivered, what do we do? We need to encourage the person to pray. Then also dehabitize the things this person did to cause his spirits to enter. So if it is spiritual lying, it's constantly lying, is to encourage the person not to lie. Uh, and the person needs to make a concerted effort not to lie. You know, the more we sin, the more we feed the spirits to be stronger. Uh, and so Satan has already built a, like a home in our hearts uh, through our sinfulness. So we need to dehabitize this. And then continue to, uh, to allow God to heal you. You know, uh, I share with you that God wants to do something new. And I do believe he's going to do something new if you allow him to uh, work in your life. And if you feel that you have these demonic forces that are working in you, uh, during our ministry time, just uh, you know, come and ask for prayer because I know God can deliver us. But also, you have the authority that is given to you by Jesus to declare the spirits to leave. And they will leave under Jesus' authority. And I believe so. So as I thought about this passage, I just want to encourage you. God is in the midst of delivering us and will deliver us so that he can heal us from the works of the devil. Because the works of the devil is destructive. And, and Satan wants to destroy us. But God gives us the authority, just as Jesus has the authority, to be, fro to be free from the works of the devil.